being being an old school conspiracy guy like you and and you know I'm right there with you. What do you make of kind of where things have ended up? I, I saw this last weekend there was a uh, protest down uh, Sunset Boulevard to kind of speak about child sex trafficking and you know in relation to Tom Hanks being you know a violator and these people are the adrenochrome thing and all that like it seems like that's where everything sort of it's all sort of boiled down to like all of conspiracy culture into this one thing it's an it's it's sort of all-encompassing but uh, where do you come out on that stuff i'm sorry i'm, I'm my documentarian in me is, is that yes so right yeah i thought i was going to be interviewing you that's all right uh, <laughs> uh let's see i mean again it is it's something that I think has proven it's it's in this middle ground for, for me where there's enough of it that is clearly true. Um, you know, exactly like this, you know, like this Epstein thing, which is now a mainstream, mainstream accepted, like, yep, this is real. You know, it's there's a Netflix documentary about it. It's apparently real now, you know, or something like that. Uh, it seems to be how culture our culture operates, but of course, yeah, I remember all this stuff when it was, it was a crazy conspiracy theory. Uh, I think enough of this stuff has been proven true, but I, again, I also know how the conspiracy sausage is made. And, um, I think there are a lot of elements of this that are spun in certain ways. So when you look at, um, like, MK Ultra, for example, MK Ultra is a, a, a very real program. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there, there's, there's documentation, and and it's it's absolutely a real thing. Um, but then you have guys like who really popularized MK Ultra as something to be concerned about within culture is uh fritz springmeyer right who his thing um his original like uh what do you call it? like the making of a mind-controlled sex slave i mean the first two three pages of the book are saying are a special message to the christian reader you know how this affects them and how they'll be able to really understand what's really going on here Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, because they have a deeper insight into the, you know, this sort of battle for good and evil um, and the, the symbolism used and all that sort of shit. Um, the problem is most Christians and particularly Christian conspiracy theorists uh, don't know symbolism very well. And they think they think they do because they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I know what Mark of the Beast is and I know all this sort of whatever. I'm familiar with these these terms and these ideas, but they're really not well versed in in symbolism outside of that. And so, uh, Fritz Fritz Springmeier uh, really popularized this idea of oh, you know, the Britney Spears puts a hand over her eye, and that's telling you she's part of the Illuminati or she's whatever, you know. Um, and I just I've seen. Sorry, I, I don't. I don't want to. I don't mean. Uh, this, I'm just, just going to tell a quick story, and I don't mean to detract from your specific question about oh, sex trafficking, adrenochrome, and all that. But to say, I watched as that 
spiked. And then what happened was this whole idea that the pop culture was in the pocket of the Illuminati and every music video that came out was promoting satanic Illuminati pedophilia or whatever, the, like whatever you want to lump all is this one thing. And, uh, you know, I, I know a guy who worked for graphic designer who worked for Rihanna and Eminem and they were t- literally were talking like, hey, should we put like an eye in a pyramid on this album cover because that'll generate more, sa- you know, that'll generate controversy and get more sales. Again, this was a marketing decision, you know. Um, so it's evil in a sense. Yeah. You know, this if we want to talk real, quote unquote, Satanism or evil, quote unquote, I mean, it's this. It's it's more of a concept. It's the idea of like you're lying to sell and manipulate and profiteer. Um, that is evil, so that's true. But the idea that like there, this is this, um, you know, th- this organization that is has this religious belief or something like that. Yeah, their religious belief is that they want power and money, um, <laughs> and it's a it's a religious belief that is shared by most of the Americans who are speaking out against it. Uh, so, uh, just to say, when if you look at this very specific influence of Christ- the fundamental Christianity on the conspiracy narrative and how it picks it up. And sort of pushes it in this other direction to say, hey, I don't want my kid listening to Britney Spears. Oh, by the way, did I tell you that it's a fucking satanic thing? It's not just I don't like this music. I don't like pop culture. I don't want my kid to be exposed to whatever. It's it's also it's satanic and it's this. And I see I watch that trend hijack this actually very real conspiracy that you could document and and we could put people in jail you know, we could we could have again if we wanted to be focused and focus our outrage, we could have put people in jail. And instead, we decided the biggest culprit was Lady Gaga, and you know, it turns into this weird witch hunt thing. And I feel like the sex trafficking issue has a similar sort of hijacking issue, where it's a very real problem. Undoubtedly, there is a a lot of truth to the overall conspiracy theory. And it is something we should be concerned and outraged over. Um, However, I think it's fascinating, again, the sort of trends in which conspiracies get picked up as what's a popular conspiracy. As you say, this is bubbling up right now. Do you know what's not? What's strange to me is that we have a crisis where there are both with President Obama and Trump, this isn't like a partisan issue, but we have children being kept in camps on the Mexican border. Right now we have situations where they're, I don't know if you've seen any of this footage of like these kids in hotels. I don't think I have. Okay, so like basically um, they're used as as an excuse, coronavirus, they didn't want to put these, so normally what would happen is uh, a, if a child was separated from its family at the border, 
they would put them in this sort of like almost like a foster care type situation. They'd have a government, um, you know, schooling and housing and all this sort of stuff while they're being processed. And they're either going to then deport them or try and find a foster parent or try and try and figure something out. And they'd have this sort of structure. Well, what they they're saying, hey, well, we can't run those centers right now. So we have these situations. There's three. There's at least three hotels in Texas that uh, are being used as these staging centers for these children. And it's literally kids in hotel rooms and the kids are putting like signs up against the window. And there's activists outside, you know, with cameras that can point up to it. They tried getting into the hotel and these like unmarked, these like guys in no uniform, no anything, just like throwing these people out of this hotel being like, we don't have to tell you who we are and you can't be in here and all this sort of shit. But so what, you know, any level of sexual abuse, trafficking, all this, we we have this really obvious, very, very obvious area where that whole situation can be conducted out of. But that has become a partisan issue. If you're a conservative, then it's like, well, I don't want these fucking immigrants here. Get them the fuck out of here. I don't care about these kids in fucking camps. But. You're gonna then you're gonna get on your podcast and tell me you care about you know Bill Gates drinking this child's adrenochrome or you know uh, little John Bonet or whatever the fuck. I don't I don't feel there's a consistent outrage, right? Mm-hmm. So um, when I say that things have been hijacked and politicized, it's it goes in both quote unquote directions, right? Um, but I. I guess I'm uh, I'm concerned that the manipulative, sensational, and specifically fundamentalist spin that is put onto this issue is going to do more to detract from it um, then it will, uh, using the MK Ultra example, it will do more to detract from it than to really help bring any justice or, or, or change or anything like that. Uh, the other, one other thing I'll say here is that there is right now what is super popular is this QAnon huh. uh, avenue of conspiracy, right? And they're saying, hey, we're going to, we, we're going to save the children. We're going to, this is all being done to save the fucking children because children are being sex trafficked and Donald Trump knows about it and he's going to save us all and he's going to put all these horrible pedophiles in prison and all this sort of stuff. However, a few things. One, you know, QAnon, you you mentioned Tom Hanks. At the beginning of coronavirus, their whole thing was Tom Hanks is in prison for being a pedophile and he's, he's locked up and this is the start of it. And that was the original conspiracy there that was floated months ago was that, hey, this lockdown, coronavirus was a hoax, but a quote-unquote good hoax. Yeah, this the was done. Has begun. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, the roundup has begun, and we're going to use this lockdown as an excuse to get them all. Well, um, A, that's a horrifying idea that you'd like, you'd be championing secret police and <laughs> you know, like even even if it's a, to protect a child, uh, I don't know the idea that you'd like 
I don't, I don't know. Like that, this is a good. Yeah, we're we're gonna fake a massive pandemic and lock up people secretly in the night. And this is a great. This is this is like the fucking utopia. Like, yeah, we're, we're really. No, that's not so, a good thing. There right. were certain laws. I think with I can't remember which president it was, but there were certain laws where, kind of the uh, your right to a fair trial was was sort of. Um, they could you could be holded you could be held for an extended uh, period without trial kind of thing so that goes but not to stop your flow keep going oh I mean, we to, pass like that recently uh 2011 um barack obama signed the uh, ndaa uh and which allowed for uh, indefinite detention of that's it uh americans yeah so then I mean, that's it's a very real thing and that's a you know the average um Democrat or liberal doesn't want to admit it just want to look at the fact that that was that happened under Obama's administration. So again, I'm not so as I'm saying it's not necessarily a partisan issue per se, but um uh oh so so QAnon, right? There's their whole thing is hey, this is great and we're gonna do the roundup, which sounds like fucking crystal knocked to me, but to them it sounded like this great justice was coming. And of course Tom Hanks is not in pedophile prison. He's making new movies and he's he's doing just fucking fine right um yep. it seems to be <laughs> right that's right <laughs> so um what scares me is that when a conspiracy theories like that we don't hold them accountable when their theories turn out to be false so if if four months ago was the great awakening and they're going to get Tom Hanks and all this sort of shit. And that clearly wasn't what happened. It's clearly what wasn't ha- what happened. However, within the conspiracy culture, these, the people who peddled that theory have not been discredited. They're still being listened to. And now they're telling you, oh, well, actually, um, you know, mail-in voting or whatever, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and we need, once again, what do we need? We need to do some sort of secret raids and we're going to, so uh, just to say, I, I, oh, I don't, I don't, I'll, I'll, I'll save that because that's a whole other tangent, but to say like, there's a really specific thing that I just stumbled upon in the last 24 hours, which goes into all this. But basically right now they are cheering on once again, the idea of more secret raids uh, done for the greater good of the country and all this sort of stuff. So I find that whole world terrifying of not only are they championing these people who claim to be like libertarians and like their love freedom and all this sort of stuff. They're championing the idea of like secret police tactics. That's terrifying hypocrisy to me. Uh, But the other thing is that, you know, when you have your fucking Alex Jones says, oh, my God, they're going to do blah, blah, blah. And that shit doesn't happen. Why the fuck are you listening to what Alex Jones has to say tomorrow? You know, like, it, he should be done. You cross his name off the list. He is no longer a trusted news source. Um, if QAnon says this is the thing that's happening and then it doesn't happen, you don't just get to kick the thing down the field and say, all right, well, well, okay, that wasn't exactly them, but it's coming soon. It's coming soon. It's always fucking coming soon. And this idea that we still have right now millions of people in America taking this idea of coronavirus conspiracy is here to control us and all this sort of thing, which again is is true to an extent. I, I, I want to be clear. I'm really concerned about the 
the civil liberties and, and profiteering and all that sort of shit, but to say this idea that like this was it, this was the end game, and this is the Illuminati New World Order is coming out now to fucking lock us all up. Well, guess what? The only people who are locked up right now are fucking Americans. <laughs> Everyone else around the world is like basically okay. What maybe <laughs> maybe the people to listen to weren't the Alex Joneses of the world. Um and that's not again, that's not to say like I'm pro Dr. Fauci or any of that sort of shit. I, I, I want to be clear, this is not um it doesn't have to be a polarity there. I'm just saying Yes, the CDC was wrong. Yes, all these things were wrong. But also, Alex Jones was wrong. Yes, QAnon was wrong. Yes, Trump was wrong. So how do we start to... I would love to see a situation where if we can, by process elimination, okay, you said such and such, guess what? Like, you got to go back, get to the back of the line. You no longer get to... You know, tell millions of people what's up on a day-to-day basis. And I don't mean this in like a censorship or canceling way. I just mean this in like a societal, like, what if we all agreed? This guy's a quack and we don't, he's done, right? Like, <laughs> Totally. No, you're exactly right. And, there's, and I think that there's little doubt that QAnon is, is a psyop, a genius psyop, really. I mean, one of the more genius I've ever heard mm-hmm. of. Uh, and, and your your points are salient. Um, a friend of mine, I'll just toss this at you. A friend of mine, very good friend, trusted friend. He uh, he makes films, two documentaries. Some showed up in his inbox uh, that says, "This is the Frazzle Drip video." Okay. Mm-hmm. He is, uh, of course. He he told me he's a good enough friend where he told me about it. He hasn't opened it. He's he's scared to death to open this thing. I mean, not that any of us want to see this thing anyway. But uh, I don't know. What would you encourage someone in that case to do? I mean, would you open it up? I would also be terrified to open it for a. But you said you know you don't you don't who wants to see something like that? But also, is that do you open it and then you you get the agents at your house and they're like, hey, you have this thing? <laughs> exactly. I, either because you exposed the, the their plot or because you own something that is pr- probably illegal, you know, essentially, chi- is it child porn or murder or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, so something that you could legally be arrested for in daylight or something that you're whisked away in the night for because you, you got somebody's information, right? Um, but you are a documentary filmmaker, and if and if you open it up and it is real, and right, you, you right. have Hillary Clinton doing these things uh, on this videotape, I mean, you could really expose something that is just out of this world and put people in jail. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, I, guess, um, you know? I guess what I would do... Okay, you want to know? So just, I guess to say, I've, uh, I don't know if you know this about me, I have been, I have been the subject of um, uh, agent harassment, uh, government I'd harassment. Like I'd like to know more, though. Yeah, tell um, me about that. Uh, I'm, if if wait, a, wait, wait a week and you can watch a video because I covered in this video. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, I've, I mean, I've talked about it at length other places, but anyway, um just to say there i i'm someone who also fears you know the being whisked away in the night by 
un, unmarked agents. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, you're right. So you're a documentary filmmaker and it's your responsibility to do something. I guess what I would do is get a really cheap fucking laptop, you know, invest uh, $200 in a cheap laptop um, and maybe a, a VPN or something and go to a location where you have a multiple cameras and witnesses and everything like oh make it like you're uh, remember it used to be like oh we're we just unearthed this treasure chest and we're going to open davy jones's treasure chest you know al capone's vault right yeah perfect yeah. Al Capone's vault. do it like that and literally you set up cameras and there's five people in the room and everyone's sitting around and you all open it together and if it fucking is a virus and it kills your computer well then you just lost 200 bucks and if it's something real, then you've captured that moment. And if government agents show up and they say, hey, you are possessing child porn and you need to go to jail, you have witnesses and cameras and everything. And, you know, that that, that would be my cover your ass. That's but a good still theory, pursue yeah. the truth uh, angle that I would take. I'm just thankful it's not me. But my friend had sort of done an interview where he sort of, you know, spoke of kind of questioned if, if frazzle dip was real and then from a from a source that he trusts this thing showed up in his in his box so i don't know what to yeah i mean i'll i'll report to you if i if it'll probably be national news if it's anything i, I have my doubts but um i mean that seems to be in pretty incredible story and i don't know why it would be filmed in the first place but who knows who knows yeah i mean yeah, i'd be scared i i don't i'm glad i'm not him i'm glad i'm not him yeah, that's a that's a and just to say, I mean, you also it could be a, a you know a total no, nothing that you get sent. It could be um, you <laughs> you're sent to a, a a video of some guy talking about it or whatever. Uh, and and how how would you even begin to verify the authenticity of anything like that? Here, here's one other thing, and I don't I don't mean to muddy the waters. I just want to say we are now in the age of um, what do you want to call that? Uh, deep fakes. Yes. Right. I don't mean this as a, I don't know, a, a detractor more as a one more obstacle. Right. Whereas if you had, if, if I, if, if I had in my possession a video of Donald Trump, skull fucking mother Teresa. yes would that make national news or would people like well that's clearly uh, you know a deep fake or whatever and how how do you begin and even if you know we're we are just years away from a scandal like that happening where it is something will come out as a video and the authenticity of the video will be questioned and that is something that Again, I, I don't. I'm not trying to muddy the waters. I'm not trying to. Uh... No, that is that is true. But I will say, however, we still seem a few years off. You know, working in the industry, and I'm sure you know this too. That, you know, we've all seen the latest and greatest uh, film that tries to sell CG as as actual, you know, humanity, humanity, and it's it's still not quite there. So, I think if there if this frazzle drip. Is looks anything like that? You could probably tell, although the darkness I of the room so. might help. And it'd be illegal to f- even fake that filming. That I would think. You know, that's another 
um, point that, I mean, of course, you know, maybe they do it a certain way, but why would someone fake it? That's, that's, I don't see that either, but who would fake such a thing? I guess, you know, but who knows? Well, I mean, I guess politically, politically, I guess. Yeah, of course. Right. And so, I mean, take out Hillary. Know. I'm like I said. I I, have, I, have, I just want to make it really clear here. I got no, I have no love for Hillary Clinton, and I hope um, I hope Bill goes down for this uh, Epstein thing. Um, but it it would be I don't know. It would be a shame if Clinton went down for it and Trump didn't. You know, again, it's the it's the concern of politicizing something where if it's if it's weaponized. In a certain way, um, mm-hmm. and uh, I already see. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's like when you say national news, or like once that information's out there, what is done with that information is so crazy to me. Like we literally have Donald Trump on TV saying that he wishes this woman well that was crazy yeah right and then and then his supporters are like yeah he's out to like get the pedophiles and i'm like what not only is he like been there and hung out with them but he's still like no she's great i hope she's doing well like anyway and uh, just to say it's like the information. I think we live in a moment. This and this maybe is. Uh, I'd like your. I'd like your take on this. Maybe instead of me making a proclamation, I'd really like you to weigh in on this. As a documentarian, as someone where we're you're trying to do something where you are capturing information and trying to relay that information to an audience. You know what does it say that we live in a moment where? Once that information's out there, it can be politicized, weaponized, twisted, turned in 50 different ways. Are we in need of more, quote, information? Do you know what I'm saying? Would more evidence, we we already have the evidence for Epstein, and he's been scot-free for so long. You know, is there a, what is the smoking gun, or is... uh, what what does more i guess what i'm really trying to get to you is just maybe even a kind of bigger picture what does in this strange era that we're in what is our is our role still just to provide objective data for people to utilize however they will or is it to sort of try and discern what's what's real in that data where where do you feel like that's it's so tough, man. As you know, that's that's the conundrum. I mean, if if you put out something that sort of fits within, you know, what's what's trying to be said culturally or in a zeitgeist way, you kind of sort of go with the flow and just kind of shoot forward. If you're putting out something that's kind of at odds with with what's trying to be said, I mean, they they did a you know this isn't this is conspiracy fact for y'all out there, but. And I'm sure you know it anyway, but you know, Project Mockingbird really worked. There's a, there's mm, a, yeah. there's a newsflash that worked. Um, there are there seems to be people in 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 high places ac- across 
media. Now it's own, you know, five companies run all of media. That's also seems to be fact. So if you're if you're going to go up against that, which I think that's sort of what you're saying, if you if you come out with something that's sort of against, you know, what the what the what the flow of like the nation is, and you're going to really upset the apple cart, I think you you got to come at it real smart, and you got to. I mean, I would make sure you have it, you know, multiple sources and attorneys involved. And it seems like you've got to go like that. I mean, look at look at what's, um, you know, WikiLeaks and all that. Like, look where that's ended up. I, I've yeah. Oh, yeah. here for that, man. You know, I, I really I think they're doing a number on him in jail. It seems like they're they're messing with him pretty hard. Maybe his brain even or something. I mean, and Trump, you know, Trump was supposed to kind of protect that guy. I think even, you know, he should be protecting him. Uh, we should, I, I agree. He should be protected. Um, he's clearly not being. And then you have, you know, here, here's another one. It's like a Chelsea Manning or something, right? Right. Uh, so, again, it's like Trump has, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Trump has come out very much against Chelsea Manning. Uh, but, but very much in defense of uh, Snowden, uh, not not Snowden. Um, uh, what the fuck? Don't total blank. Which one are you thinking of? Uh, Assange. Assange. From oh, Julian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's to say, like, I don't know. You know, the, I think we, we you and I are probably in agreement that like overall whistleblowers in general need more protection and support right. um not just like well this one's convenient because this this one's got information on my enemy so i like this guy this one has information that does that actually hurts my reputation i'm gonna discredit them um i don't know it's it's really it's really strange and then uh to, to your point i think when you're saying like if you have something that's going to upset the apple cart, I think what I'm trying to ask is, is there, do, are we in a post smoking gun era in the sense of like you and I probably both you know we're similar age, probably grew up on this idea of like mm-hmm. the hero reporter, right? Like mm-hmm. if I just get like here's the document that proves <laughs> that you know. This guy, you know, pulled the trigger for JFK or this guy, here's the contract. I have a signed contract that shows that, you know, Dick Cheney uh, fucking, you know, killed this child and with his blood wrote out a fucking contract for Halliburton in blood with a child that he raped and murdered on national fucking television. Mm-hmm. I've got the footage. And I feel like people are like, hmm, okay. We are post that. We are post that for sure, and that's that's sort of disturbing. I mean, it's not only sort of; it's it's disturbing. But yes, and we did grow up it, but we are definitely post that. You could come out with, uh, you know, like just like you said, that video or that evidence, and and we'd sort of get, uh, you know, hopefully you're discussed around some water coolers. Having said that, there is a way I think that you can. I think there is you can still upset the apple cart, and I think it's about getting something about getting as big and in the news as possible for someone that's kind of coming from the independent side. If you can, I think if you can still do that, you can maybe, you know, challenge what's going on. 
because they once you get uh, if you come out so strong and it would take this real coordinated effort like i mean wikileaks they were really kind of doing it um they just uh, you know he just found himself into some hot water you know down in new zealand or australia or whatever it was and had to be <laughs> you know live in a live inside <laughs> the embassy there but i think outside of that and of course they honey trapped him i mean of course i mean he should have been you know, whatever, but he was, he was pretty close to kind of, from this, my, from my perspective, he really was challenging the, about as high as you can get, as high as you can take down. Sure. They they you, are you familiar with the Panama Papers? I mean, I am, um, I, I'm not any expert on it though. What? Well, just to say like, um, from an independent and documentary perspective, you might be interested, Alex Winter, um, of all people, this the actor, yeah, the the actor yeah. Alex Winter. I know him. Filmed, do you really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I know. He uh, he made a documentary about the Pan Panama Papers, which is shocking to me. That um, I do remember this now. Yeah. Okay. Um, but to say like that's the sort of thing where they were like people were being. Any whistleblower was like, "Oh my God! Like we're they're fucking murdering people, and we're like, how do we get this information out?" And then it got out, and most most people like again, you know, it's, I think it goes back to what you were saying about Mockingbird is like the smoking gun, and then the next day, the news is like, "Oh hey, did we tell you about <laughs> <laughs> you know?" Uh, Will Smith cheated on his wife or whatever. And it's like, well, okay. Distraction. Um, and maybe there's, maybe there are, I, I think, so what I, get, what I, what I say here is, is it's not uh, purely to be um, negative. I, actually, I think there is, I think it's just changing strategy is where I, I, I'm at. If, if, I, if I may say is that yeah, I no longer believe in the, world-shaking revelation like this the if i could get this footage of dick cheney out and blah 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 I, whatever i no longer believe that's the world we live in however just like everything else we live in a niche media environment right so the same way that a you know a local garage band can kind of compete with Britney Spears for attention because of the internet the same way I think you could if you had this really shocking footage or this really great evidence and all this sort of stuff you will get you will definitely find the people who respond and respect and will seize upon that information in a good way I don't you know I uh if you, do you know what I mean? Like to say that I, it's still a, it's a, if we change our, um, you mean like expectation, like just getting the, you know, kind of, you said the word, you used the phrase niche and you mean like I, they're starting to close down that peer to peer stuff. I've noticed that that's scary to me. Um, cause I think that could have been a way like YouTube or, or something similar could have been maybe that way that you're talking about, but there's, you can see the clamp down coming. I mean, I mean, it's already happening. Um, yeah, uh, I guess changing. Yeah, when you say changing things up and really shaking it up, coming at it from a different side. Like, tell me what you mean. I think what I, I'm saying is like maybe your footage doesn't end up on CNN. 
maybe it doesn't end up in front of, you know, the world court, <laughs> you know, but it maybe it ends up on a bunch of, you know, computer screens. I, I, I would more more I guess my more my point was more about like managing expectations is to say just because we're not going to get George Bush on trial on pay-per-view which is what I'd want to see well not pay-per-view but um you know what I'm saying as much as I'd love to see these war criminals on trial for the whole world to see we're not going to get that but what we might get is Hey, maybe you can get millions of people to realize that this person is a war criminal to wake up to what they're doing and to not support their actions. Uh, I, don't, I don't think you've heard, Alan, but um, down in Guantanamo, they've already tried, you know, George Bush, George W. Bush, and he's been executed. Did you hear that? Oh, no, I didn't hear that. Yeah, that came from QAnon, straight from QAnon. <laughs> you didn't so, hear that? You haven't so heard the, that at all? So the that's... guy that's hanging out with Ellen DeGeneres, uh, is that his his clone? <laughs> right, right. Oh, man. Yeah, it goes deep now. It, it gets inventive, though. It, it really gets inventive. I, I go to sleep wondering if, you know, this stuff is, you know, how real this stuff is. And it all kind of goes into what you're talking about right now. Is It's so hard to... It's almost impossible, man. But is there... If you found a, I don't know, man, I'm trying to think of, if you don't have that smoking gun, you bring it out, is there another way to do it? Oh, boy. Well, it's take a lot. To yeah, it would, it would definitely take a lot. And I, and again, I just, I feel like there is a, um, you, again, just maybe managing expectations. And I say that from someone who's just seen the way the rise and fall of, conspiracies conspiracy personalities seeing evidence and scandals come and go um but from my own so my own story here i'm i i'm using this final episode of this this video i'm making to really tell a, a very personal story which i didn't expect to do but i um it's, it's just sort of turned out that way and one of the things i talk about is how i being a new yorker on 9-11 being literally traumatized and then brainwashed i was like 20 years old i'm i would have like everything that i'm thinking i know about the situation every person on tv and every adult in my life and everything is everyone made me feel like you don't get it you don't get it so i started reading all the newspapers and i started watching all this news and it wasn't like i was watching like fox news and all this sort of shit but just reading I mean, as you said, it's five media companies control everything. So if there's a directive, it's pretty fucking clear, right? So, um, like, I, I just uh, I was just looking for some footage about uh, this, you know, what Operation Legend is, this uh, federal agents um, against the protesters. This is, like, just from a few weeks ago. So Donald Trump is just sort of as, a, as an example – just this week, uh, just, just in the last few weeks, Donald Trump announced this thing called Operation Legend. Now, I found a news clip from, like, I don't know, some CBS affiliate from fucking Indiana or something, right? But right. their graphics for this thing, it's like an American flag and a 
Department of Homeland Security seal and these bullet points of like, so it's this very like page. There's nothing, there's nothing else in this newscast has American flags. And it's not like you're watching Fox News and you're, you know, just giant flag in the background for 24 hours. This is like a, a local news segment. But when they showed the graphic telling you the information about like, and here's what's happening in Portland and protesters are trying to do blah, blah, blah. And today Donald Trump announced. And then suddenly the graphic has this American flag on it. And it has these very official seals on it. And it's, you know, it's just like, oh, and 200 agents will be sent to handle protests. Blah, blah. It's all said in this very particular way. My point using that as an example is to say you don't have to be eating the really rancid fucking propaganda out of Fox News in just to get propagandized. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, my personal story is that after experiencing the traumatic event of 9-11 and then trying to consume as much news as I could, within a few years, I ended up voting for George Bush in 2004, like which is so out of my anything that you like i would have thought prior or after or anything about myself but i had been convinced that like okay well this is the situation and this is what you're supposed to be doing is supporting this person and like well we're this is what's happening and and i literally just documenting my own cognitive dissonance and going through that experience and then like snapping out of it and what that whole experience felt like and as i watch now how I think I, I have a perspective now of not only how grand of a scale that's operating on, but like certain nuances and certain things that I just see being repeated over and over and over again. And so um, when I say, we talk about the, the smoking gun, we talk about the media control, we have to realize that that narrative is being pushed even when we don't realize it. Even if we're, let's say you're like a liberal guy watching MSNBC, you're still getting corporate Republican propaganda. Um, Whether you realize it or not, um, you you are, you know, you're essentially a useful idiot for them. Um, When you're, if you're watching Fox News, you're of course getting this, you know, really specific propaganda, but no matter where you're sort of coming at this, that, that stream, that mainstream information source is highly controlled. And if your expectation is, I will release this video and they're going to have to report on it. Well, even if it was something that was so shocking, so shocking that they had to report on it, they would still spin it in such a way i mean like i literally been watching footage of you know like they're 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 able to show footage of cops beating innocent like peaceful people in the street and they're like well you know these crazy rioters and we really gotta like crack down on the marxist terrorists and i'm like the motherfuckers are sitting there playing the violin (laughs) they're literally sitting there playing the violin and you walk up and you fucking spray pepper spray in their face and they tear gas the crowd why why would you do that but you're able to spin that as like well you know that's that's anyway my i guess um my point though is that however there are going to be a percentage of people who see that and who are for lack of a better term i hate i hate this term it's become so sort of used and abused but like 
the idea of waking up, right? This idea of like this used to be this conspiracy idea of like, oh, if we could just get this information out and wake people up to the fact that this is happening. Well, we see now that what Alex Jones meant by waking up the population was that he becomes a famous celebrity and makes millions and millions of dollars. He was not interested in actual political reform. However, for many of us, maybe guys like you and I, seeing certain things, being exposed to certain things, it has awoken something within us. And it is whether that's a quest for knowledge or justice or um, truth or, uh, you know, stepping away and real having skepticism for what's on your nightly news or anything like that. And that's what I, all I'm really trying to say about managing your expectations is that smoking gun, even if it's never going to put, you know, the world, the Illuminati reptilian black pope you know hanged in times square even if that doesn't happen what could happen is that 50 fucking guys like you and i who are like oh shit you know what i maybe maybe here i am and i'm like well i'm somewhat dismissive of you know how how the sex trafficking conspiracy is being used and manipulated as a political device maybe if i saw the this frizzle drip video of um hillary clinton shitting on this child's face i would you know maybe it would spark some some outrage and i would and have more sympathy or you know whatever right and saying like there's we can't we can't expect to save the world with a, uh, any piece of evidence at this point but we can Maybe we can uh, still influence people and still um, share information that helps them come to some sort of. Uh... Oh, absolutely, man. And, and I started thinking about it more. And, you know, when we think of the smoking gun or exposing the smoking gun, we think about, you know, what immediately pops into my head is, you know, I think I'm back to 12 years old again because I think of someone going on the news program and doing this. Well, I don't think with this new generation, it's about the news program or, you know, it's not about Channel 10, Fox Channel 10. It's about it's about other things. I think when I think of my my kids, I have a 16 year old and a 12 year old and they don't go to the news for their information. Of course, they they watch TED Talks or they you know, it's on someone speaking on Snapchat or whatever. I think it's just it's kind of. We, at least me, I, I have I have to check myself often because I, I still think like I did when I was younger that the news is exposed on the news. Well, I don't think to this new generation it is. Um, and I also think that, of course, if you if this let's say this frazzle drip video is is real and my friend has it and he wants to expose it. I still think we we might live in a post-truth era, but we still live in an era where that's going to affect people. If you get that out and it's real. Oh, I was also going to say that also more than ever, I was, I was just listening to a, a couple of friends talk the other day that, that we are living in an era where video can be analyzed like never before and proclaimed true or not true. I mean, there's a reason why NASA suddenly lost all the, all the original uh, <laughs> right because that could if that were put up to any kind of scrutiny it would it would be a gigantic fail you know um so conveniently they they lost or they taped over sorry they taped over all that footage um literally some of the most valuable footage the world has ever known they they recorded over it but 
if that if that was put up to any scrutiny, they're done. And I imagine Frazzle Drip could be put up to that same scrutiny. Now, fighting against the beast system, whatever that is, and getting on their news, and they're going to always have a counter story. But I don't know this. I don't know if you've experienced this, but it seems like the younger, the generation that I'm talking about, they do operate a little differently than we always have. Do you, do you see that or no? Absolutely. Yeah. No, absolutely. But I think there's also there's a cycle. Okay, so uh, can I give you one more like stupid quick story is to say when I was a child, I remember hearing adults talk about the JFK assassination and like whether it was something we we watched on TV or even just like I said, adult conversations. It always had this sort of tone of like, well, of course, of course it wasn't Oswald. You know, of course there's a conspiracy. And I remember as a child being like, but how could that be? that there, there wasn't, like, a rebellion. Like, if you think there's a fucking conspiracy to kill your president, didn't, like, the people rise up and fucking put him in jail? And, like, how do we just go about our day-to-day lives? Dude, I feel, um, I, I was the exact way, not to interrupt, but I felt, I feel and felt the exact way you just described. So, it, but go ahead. So that was my childhood experience. And my whole life, I felt like I wanted to understand that. How could it be? How could it be that the, the, what this didn't, there was, wasn't this huge this is the moment that we all wake up or whatever, right? And then at 20 years old, like a 9-11 happens. And within a few years, suddenly it's like, oh, okay, here's this conspiracy and here's this stuff. And then suddenly by like 2011, I was like, oh shit, I'm, I now understand. We didn't have a rebellion. You know, 60, I, you know, I think, um, I, I, the, the, poll that I quote um, in uh, my series is there was a 42%, and I believe this is from Vanity Fair, 42% of Americans believe that there was some sort of government inside job situation for 9-11, and yet nothing happened. That's 42% of Americans like, oh, something happened. And now here we are 20 years out, and people are like, Oh, I don't know. Maybe something happened. So maybe even if they think it was a conspiracy or they don't know or they don't care, it's literally it. We've all just moved on. And now we are the uh, the grown-up adults in the situation. And your children are probably going to live in the situation with a coronavirus conspiracy of the same fucking situation. Was it real? Was it not? Why didn't they free, you know, why didn't this happen? Why didn't that happen? Um, I feel like there's something to these these cycles of like now I can kind of understand why this massive change didn't happen. That doesn't mean we we stop trying to expose it, but um, I mean, it's just being this may be irresponsible to say, but do you foresee ever a time where the people have had enough and they rise up against whatever's going on now? Or no, I don't I don't know. Can I can I uh, put a pause on that question. Oh, I'm yeah. so sorry. I just got to check in once again. Hold on. Yeah. Please. Very sorry. Hold on. No worries. Sorry, I just want to see how my CIA handler wanted me to answer that question. Oh, okay, good. I was figuring you were doing that. So that's, uh, yeah. And no, I, uh, you know, it's, I, the only reason I asked that, I'm certainly not advocating that idea, but it just, I, I've never heard so many people talking about it. Um, and so I thought I'd just toss it to you. I don't even know how successful it would even be. It sounds horrible. Um, it but, sounds horrible, yeah. 
does. Yeah, it's, of course. Um, there are some real problems in this country, though, some real problems, and we are not heading the right direction. Um, that's that's clear. Um, I don't know. It's going to take something major or massive to, 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 to kind of shake us up and get us headed the right direction. I don't. I heard someone speaking today, and they said, "This isn't where we're at right now. We can't vote our way out of it. Maybe for the first time in history." That's that scared me a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have to say, I'm terrified about this election because, well, I, you know, it's even as an old. It's funny because I just a sec. I have people who have said to me in the last year, like you're a conspiracy theorist. What do you, like, you know, the election doesn't mean anything. And I'm like, well, maybe not from again, like a corporate oligarchy perspective, but I think from a day to day lived in experience, it does. Mm-hmm. Um, and at, we, at least for, at least for us uh, who, who are, who are living through it. Um, just to be clear, you know, again, under Barack Obama, he invaded a lot of fucking countries and bombed a lot of people and sent a lot of drones to murder many, many people around the world. Um, he, it was a better, it was seen as a better time for us Americans because we weren't the ones getting beaten in the streets. Mm-hmm. Um so to say there is, I just want to be clear is that I, I am fully acknowledged that there's a, uh, hmm, you know, I sort of, I refer, I, I don't know. This is a, I refer to it as the do it to Julia phenomenon from, uh, 1984, right. When he's Winston Smith is confronted with like, okay, this is the thing you fear most. And just at the moment he's like, just, just don't do it to me. Do it, do it to fucking anyone. Do it to this woman that I love. I don't care. Just don't do it to me. So he screams, do it to Julia. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we live in a world, uh, we live in a country at least, um, we could say us as Americans, we live in a country where that's our reaction to a lot of things of like we freak out when our civil liberties are imposed whenever like a you know again a george bush or a donald trump comes in and we can see oh they're very clearly fucking with us personally we freak out and then you get a barack obama and you're like hey you know my stock portfolio is doing pretty well and you know i get to proudly walk down the street as a liberal i got a there's a black guy who's president and everything's great i don't have to think about those people being murdered you know, on the other side of the globe um, so to say I overall have a general skepticism about politicians and all that sort of stuff. However, that being said, I do think where we are like right now, like right fucking now is terrifying because, um, I, I don't know where, you know, I don't know what your politics are or whatever, but I really don't like Donald Trump. I think that's a really bad situation for us. Um, it is. Yes. Uh, I don't like any, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not into either side. I, I kind of, sure. Yeah. I, I think voting and, and on the local level does still matter, but I think nationally, I doubt it does. Um, and I, I think both, I think we're dealing with one globalist kind of, Thing going on i think both sides are the exact same look you said it yourself obama kind of just expanded and worsened a lot of the george w bush problematic areas and that was a shocker i think that was that was sort of the the final nail in the 
coffin for a lot of people where they just saw it right there. Wow. You know, for me, it was, you never would have saw that coming really. I, uh, or maybe, (laughs) I guess, I guess I was a conspiracy theorist by 2008. So I, you know, I wasn't shocked, but I was shocked that four years in my liberal friends were like, I mean, I, I was shocked at a month in. So the first, uh, Barack Obama's first month in office, he literally invaded Pakistan. Mm-hmm. He um, bailed out, uh, he said that trillion dollar um, TARP bailout for the banks. And he signed a um, protection, an NSA protection for all these like uh, phone companies that were had partaken on spying on American citizens, he signed a protection that uh, made them basically like immune from prosecution. That was his first month in office. So three, you know, what did he, I mean? Like to me, that shows you your priorities right up front. And I felt like I was I returned to all my liberal friends. I'm like, hey, look, look at this, like, and they're like, oh, stop it, you know, he's. Give, he has he's fighting congress doesn't you know or whatever the fuck they say you know it's like whatever excuses you make for your guy and again i mean i i get it from being in that weird moment in 2004 where i was su- su- sufficiently propagandized in 2004 to briefly hold that brainwashed space i understand that's where they were you know um talk about moments too that moment that you captured and i think you were absolutely right where Trump officially decided that he was going to run for president. You, I think you did nail that one too. Oh yeah, yeah. That's. I think you got it. You're the first person I've ever heard talking about that for sure. And you can see it kind of as that camera sort of like it's sort of creeping in on Trump <laughs> as and I and you can see the the wheels are turning. You know. Yeah, it's uh, well, I think that that um that was from a just to say that clip right there. I do show from was a pbs uh episode and um i want to say um like a frontline i think it was i think it was pbs frontline and that is roger stone speaking and roger stone is the one who says he thinks that was the night trump decided to run for well, i was talking about when when i mean obama's on stage yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah that's what you're talking about okay yeah okay. yeah yeah so, so just say, I mean, I used a clip from, uh, I didn't interview Roger Stone, but PBS did. And there's a clip of him saying that. And, um, okay. 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 So you don't feel that way then? Oh, I absolutely do. No, uh, no, sorry. Sorry. I was using that as supporting evidence. I just, um, I got you. No, no. Yeah. When you yeah, said that you. I was, you said, you think I'm the first one to point that okay. out as to say, okay. well, I, I was trying to be, uh, intellectually honest and say, well, Clearly, I'm not the first one to think that. I think the reasons why you, uh, Roger Stone would say that and the reasons you say that would be different, though. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I agree, yeah. Um, but just to say, uh, so yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm terrified because I'm, I'm in a space where I don't, I, I really don't like Joe Biden. So, I, okay, in 2016, I really didn't like Hillary Clinton, really didn't like Donald Trump. And I'm like, well, this is, again, it's all the same thing and blah, blah, blah. And I didn't vote in 2016. And, of course, every Democrat has used that as, like, I'm the one who 
cost them the election, not because they ran a horrific cunt against, you know, as the president of the United States, but that because I didn't vote, it's my fault Donald Trump is president, right? Um, and here I see the same thing. And it was this week, it was this week where I was like, oh, and again, I don't like Joe Biden, but I'm already, you know, having those arguments with, you know, uh, liberal friends of like, you have to do it. And how could you, how could you even consider not voting for Joe Biden? You know, do you want Donald Trump? It's like, of course I don't want Donald Trump, but why, why, why Joe Biden? Really? You know, I don't, I don't, anyway, um, so already I've, I've lost friends in the last few months, like literally lost good friends over me saying, I don't think, as I, as I said, I don't know that I could vote for Joe Biden. I don't know that it matters. I don't know if it's a big enough difference. I really, I'm really insulted by the fact that they picked him to run of all people. Um, I really don't think I could do that. And they're like, well, come on, you know, like, how could you, it, you have to, you have to. And I'm like, I, I just don't know. And literally saying, I don't know, was enough for for me to lose friends. Have um, they seen those creepy um, videos where Biden's smelling? I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, to the, in yeah. their mind, yeah, in their mind, they, they, everyone says, it's not about Joe Biden. It's not about Joe Biden. It's about, <laughs> you know, getting Trump out or it's about, uh, you know, Supreme Court. And, and I will say, I mean, there's, when we talk about things like on a local level, and particularly we talk like Supreme Court stuff, I mean, I think there is a, there is a point there. I don't know that I agree with it um, again because I, I see again I just saw what Obama did um, but I also saw that uh, you know so if you remember like Obama was against gay marriage um, he was able to be pushed on that issue where that was maybe, strange that was also strange yeah. I, I mean so the question is like maybe you can push these guys on certain things. How, however, look, I mean, I, I mean, this, I mean, coming to you as a realist is like, to be real with you, um, I'm, I'm highly skeptical that, 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 that Biden would be any way different, um, or, or remarkably different. I, I'm fully, I, like you, I think there is a global corporate oligarchy and it really doesn't matter if it's Biden or Trump in, in, in a lot of ways. However, I do think, I do think there is a difference even psychologically and um, from like a vitriol and a a sort of, um, you, you know, just like the, the volatile nature that Trump is, Trump will gladly push for a civil war um, or, or at least let, you know, let us, let a bunch of us fucking die in a, in a, in a, in a struggle or, so, you know, or something. Um, there's a specific flavor of the Trump hysteria uh, and what he ferments in his supporters that is, uh, I don't know, it's particularly scary. So I would have been Let's just say that as much as I agree with you about that statement, I was tempted. I was like, if I'm just being completely honest with you, there was a, I'm like, well, it's just bad enough. It's just bad enough that maybe, maybe I have to vote for Biden. Like maybe it's like, maybe I, 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 I don't like it and I feel totally manipulated and I, I'm not even convinced that it's going to make a difference, but maybe 
this is just scary enough that I have to fucking do that. And that's where I, I was this, like, you know, after Trump announces Operation Legend and there's all these uh, federal troops going into cities and all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, okay, you know, maybe, maybe I have to do that. And then literally the same week, the Democratic National Platform announced they're not supporting Medicare for all or or the marijuana reform. Um, You know, Biden says, yeah, we have to lock up the anarchists. He mentions that his idea of police reform is shooting people in the leg. Instead of of shooting, you know, instead of like choking this guy till he dies, you should just shoot him in the leg. That's, you know, that's police reform, right? Yeah, exactly. So um, it was this week that I realized I had this terrifying, terrifying realization that I'm like, Oh, I think they're trying to lose because it's 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 the, it's the marijuana thing, which is not like it's, it's not like a deal breaker for me. I, I don't mean it like, oh, I would have I would have voted against fascism, but he won't give me marijuana. It ain't like that. What I'm saying is that we live in 2020 where it's so like I thought that debate was already over. Do you know what I mean? Like, absolutely. If you would assume that if you were even if you're trying to get elected as the president, as a Democrat in the year 2020, 2020, you can you, check those boxes, man. You, like, yeah, like, you know, right, that's not even a question, yeah. right? Like, that's a give me. That's a like, all right, maybe I don't get Medicare. Maybe I don't get um, police reform. Maybe I don't get any of these things. But at the very least, I expect that man to say, yeah, 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 marijuana, sure, sure. Exactly. The fact that they're not willing to do that says to me that, again, it goes back to this idea of a global corporate oligarchy, is they would prefer to lose. They would prefer to run a, the, a, the absolute worst campaign they possibly can. They lose. seem to be doing just that. They seem yeah. to be just that, yeah. They seem to be doing just that. And then they can lose, and then they can blame it either on, you know, Trump's rhetoric or, or guys like you and I who are like, oh, I don't know if I could vote for Biden. They're like, oh, well, you didn't support us, so it's your fault, you know. Um, they, they've done they, – they do better, I think, in a, in, a, in a Trump as president kind of scenario. Yeah. You might be right. And just barring any kind of last-minute, uh, you know – Hillary sliding in somewhere to stand in. I mean, I've heard a lot of that talk. I'm sure you have as well. I don't know if that's what the legality of that even would be. Months ago, months ago, I was open to like anything like that happening. At this point, I don't think I don't think so. It might be too late. I mean, I think I, I think it even goes. I mean, I think hardcore died in the world Democrats were, were pretty disappointed with Biden's, uh, you know, vice president you know, choices, weren't they? I heard a lot Absolutely, of that. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no one was even impressed by those. So they really seem to be going out of their way to lose. And I think you bring up a good point. That that might be exactly what they're going for. A president who can't even have a debate, really, who's not mentally there enough to have a debate, that's never happened before. Um, it's, I don't know. Yeah, they seem to be, I mean, Pelosi's, she seems pretty in charge, large and in charge right now. So, right, and she benefits from having a a villain that she can point to. It's the same thing, right? So, like, Trump says, "Uh, 
Black Lives Matter, Marxist anarchists, like, which are three different things, you know, but like, <laughs> whatever, right? He gets to point and go like, those are the enemy and get you scared. And then you, so you, you support him. And the Democrats do the same thing. They're like, oh, look, you know, Donald Trump and these guys, enemy, scary. So you're not going to question. You'll keep voting for fucking Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden because it's seen as an alternative. And unfortunately, that yeah, so they just they use they use each other for that purpose. And um, it's very, very sad. <laughs> it's very, very sad. Uh, you asked the question, you know, do I see an uprising? I mean, I got to say, I, I, I don't, at least for now, not, I think people are going to wait to see what happens with this election. Um, if you look, though, so... Donald Trump has already positioned himself that if he loses, he's saying like he's he's already stated, oh, it's because of election fraud or whatever, right? So he's already got a, an excuse in place for why they he could challenge that or or whatever. Um, I'll just say, hey, go not ahead, to, not to intercede, but uh, you know, for the first time in my life, at least, I could. The reason why I ask the question is I can start to see just a little something there because never before in my life have, you know, people been told they're, they can't go to work. And then to see that followed up by this, I mean, $600, you know, a week is, is not anything to, um, you know, to, to scoff at. It's for people that are told they can't work and there are no jobs right now to even go to work. You know, there's there's four or five people per every job opening in this country right now. So uh, that's not going to get better for a little while. I don't know what people, you know, we live in a, there's a very thin line. It's a thin veil between total chaos and anarchy. We, we see that all over the world. How quickly are we going to move toward that if people can't feed their families? It happens pretty quick. Correct, correct. Well, I so just to say, I, I agree. Uh, sorry. So I, I was thinking about how I wanted to. Um, but yes, you, so you make an excellent point. And you would think if you again, if you were a Democrat that wanted to win this election, you'd be talking about that. You'd say, hey, we're going to really make sure we're taking care of people. We're going to stop. We either stop bailing out these billion dollar corporations. Maybe we start taxing some a few now we've got the world's first trillionaire. Maybe he could pay some fucking taxes. All right. Um, Gates could help us. He could send, I mean, he literally can afford to send all of us like a few thousand dollars, right? Right, yeah. Bill Gates wants, right. Bill Gates wants to play that this fucking philanthropist on TV, you know, oh, I'm here to say, I just want to help people. Yeah, you, you could fucking help me. Yeah. Pay my fucking rent, asshole. Exactly. He could send um, each of us a few grand. I'm sure. But, um, exactly. But they're not going to do that. And, uh, they're not going to, they're not going to tax Jeff Bezos and, uh, they're not going to, you know, donate money to out of work Americans and they're all this sort of situation. So that's really, that's definitely a bleak scenario. But then the other side of it, so like I said, is Trump has not only have the Democrats, this is why I'm. I still think there is. 
All right. Uh, my the conspiracy mindset that I landed on after many years of being in this was sort of like um, uh, a mafia situation. So instead of like there's one megalithic conspiracy and Donald Trump and Joe Biden are having martinis at night and, you know, laughing about the, the trick they're pulling on Americans is that, yes, they serve the same interests and the same masters and all that sort of stuff, but they still want, they're still egotistical men who want to have power and want to be in that position, right? Mm-hmm. So um, when Nancy Pelosi fights against Donald Trump, yes, it's convenient and she kind of needs him there. It's the like Batman-Joker thing, right? They need each other. So yeah, they need each other to stay in power. But the other thing is that she really does want to be in fucking power. <laughs> and Donald Trump really does want to fucking be in power. So um, there is competition. It's like, it's... Uh, as much as there is collaboration, there's also competition. And that's why I say it's more of like a mafia than like a monolithic structure, at least at least in my estimation. And so when you see that Donald Trump has already set himself up to say that the election is fraudulent, and I, I was just looking at this thing on QAnon, I was reading some of their stuff uh, today, uh, I was for totally different reason and um they are saying the greatest most important event in all of human history is the 2000 is the 2020 presidential election wow. that's the language they're using mm-hmm. so i think those guys are setting themselves up for if trump loses that they would want, you know, the, and, and you can claim it's fraudulent, that they wouldn't mind some sort of coup-type action as saving, you know, saving the country from Marxist anarchists, whatever. Um, and so that's, that's frightening. You could have an uprising there. Um, as far as, like, a, an uprising that I'd support... I don't I don't see that happening because so when the Black Lives Matter protests started, I think overall, I think they're pretty well intentioned. Uh, just to say that's my my estimation. I've gone to a number of their um, street actions and it reminds me a lot of um, like Occupy Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Um and I think they like actually speaking to people and seeing where they're at. It's very, it's, like I said, it really has an energetic like an Occupy, and um, and that's something I can get behind. But it has the same, I don't know, blind spots that Occupy had, and a lot of, that most protests have is that they're they're not unified. You know, Donald Trump can paint them as this unified, monolithic, like, anti-file organization or whatever, but that's not the reality. You go to a protest and you every person you speak to has a different reason for being there. Mm-hmm. 
and they're you know a different sort of ideal outcome and and um thought of like what the solution would be are you defunding the police are you demilitarizing the police do you just want better laws and accountability do you this do you that you know um for a lot of people it is this uh class issue again like an occupy of like it is a bigger issue i wish to go if i i'll say this if i saw a black lives matter protest that went and protested in front of an Amazon headquarters, for example, then I'd start to take it very seriously because that would mean, hey, we realize that like, you go directly to the source of your, your oligarchy, right? Literally, who has a fucking trillion dollars? Who is utilizing black labor and not paying them fucking, you know, making them wear diapers to work in a fucking warehouse? You know, who who are the modern day slavers? Um, if people woke up to that level where they made that connection of like, oh, shit, this really is a class struggle and um, that sort of thing, I would be more inclined to think that there was a movement like that happening here. But instead, what I see is young kids who are incredibly well intentioned, um, but but maybe uh, just desperate enough that, yeah, you know, there, no one's going to cry over a broken window here or there. So when so people are able to paint them as violent, I, I don't think I don't think they're the source of any kind of real, real violence. I think it's it's uh, or even unfortunately, any just yet any real revolutionary change. Uh, I think they're. But again, maybe maybe when people are getting evicted, when if you have families that are out on the street and you're getting evicted and there's no fucking jobs and you don't yeah. know where the meal is, yeah, it's oh boy, I don't know, yeah, it's I hope we don't get there. I hope uh, we I hope we don't get there. But these are real some real wild times, man, and it's it's you know we definitely need. You know, we need to keep our, our cameras on and, you know, we need people like you, you know, and, and possibly me just aiming our cameras at this stuff because it, it still does, it still does sway popular kind of thinking, I, I believe at least. I have to believe or I wouldn't do what I do, you know. Yeah, and that's why I, I you know, uh, just to say, yeah, I totally, I think you're right. It does, it does have an effect. That was why I was like, hey, maybe we're not, we don't have the smoking gun that changes the world overnight, but maybe we make, a, you still make a difference. You can still make a difference. Absolutely, and I've seen a hundred um, times with all kinds of films and filmmakers, and it, and, you know, I mean, the, the I feel that people still. You know, we've always, you know, I've always felt like people are, they'll always hear or see the truth and, and it'll rise to the top and be, you know, kind of come forth. And I, I still believe that. I mean, maybe that's a little naive, but, you know, it's the truth can be felt, I think, just as you can feel the lies can. I mean, you can you can see that you can feel and understand the lies coming forth. No one. No one believes their politicians. No one. Okay. <laughs> You know, lying does matter. It seems to matter less than it mattered 20 years ago. Sure, it does. Um, 
I don't know why that happened. It, it's hard to say. But are we quite at the fall of Rome era? I don't. I don't think we're there either. So we'll see. But it's complicated, man. It's just as all their tricks are. Their their trick. They're really good at all these games they play. They're really good at it. Yeah. And you know, but bullshit is bullshit. I think still can be read. But uh, but hey, man, I hate to say this, but I got to jump. I got to be back in there in nine minutes. So yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's been a bit of a marathon. I didn't expect, but I no, appreciate it, talk, man. Yeah, thank you so much. And I and I definitely do. I would like to talk to you further, and you know, just give me a few days or a week or something. And and um, I know. would, pref- yeah, uh, just to say, I would. I have uh, you done with your thing. How about yeah, that? How about yeah? So <laughs> yeah. I will. Yeah, I need I need um, this next week to ten days just to really like finish what I'm doing and then it doesn't mean that you have to be on my schedule but to say I'll I'll shoot you an email when I'm done cool. and cool. we can just have like a phone conversation if that's you know we, we don't have to record it we don't just just chat and that's you could tell me about your idea and we can sort of go from there and um let's do it man I love that and uh you know I wish you luck on your piece I can't wait to you know from a just a, a fan standpoint I can't wait to check it out yeah and I would you know if you have anything that um you want to send my way that uh, I can watch yours. I I feel like I really expected tonight that I'd get to pick your brain a little bit more. Um, but I I want to familiarize myself with more of your work. And if you have any links or any anything you want to send my way, I would uh, love to check it out. So and man, I'm a documentarian, so I, I'll always you know I, I and I you know I know I know a lot of your stuff. So I, I like to kind of just being able to ask you the question. I think it, I think it turned out to be a pretty good convo. So we'll I see. Think it was great. Yeah. All right, man. Have a great night. Thank you for talking, and um, good luck with what you're doing. I, I really can't wait to see what you come up with. I'll send I'll send you some stuff, and uh, it was great talking to you, Alan. Take Please, care, man. Yeah. Thank you. Be well. Bye-bye.